uno, dos, tres, catorce. Hola, señoritas, y señores. Me llamo Ricardo Queso. Let's mumbo! Hey, this is Dean Blandino, and you're listening to the Fat Maria Podcast with Moose, Terry, and Chubbs. Okay, welcome to the ninth episode of the Fat Maria Podcast. One more, and we reach double digits. Uh, no guests today. It's just the OG boys, me, Terry, Chubbs. Guys, how are we doing? I'm good. Great. Grand. Chubbs, how are you? Good, man. Uh, yeah, things are going well. Happy about uh, the sports. The sports are back soon. And uh, Bucks are in good position to take the Mickey Mouse trophy. So I'm excited about that. I, I like, Terry, that you just took initiative there. And instead of the like normal eight-second awkward pause when I ask how you guys are, you just – you really – went for it and that really means a lot well for a bit there i was trying to like wait for chubbs to say something and then i would immediately interrupt him because i thought it was funny and then i realized after the fourth time in a row that i did that it wasn't funny at all and no one understood what i was doing so i'm just starting i'm I'm just completely over it and i'm gonna be the first person from now on okay i'm sure that'll change me i'm sure that'll change next episode and there'll be another awkward pause but uh for now that works. Uh, just before, before we go anywhere, sorry. I just want to – I forgot to thank him originally. I want to thank our new friend, Dean Blandino, for the, that introduction to the yes. podcast. He's, yeah. a, he's shy, so he didn't want like to come on the pod, do a full interview, but he's like, hey, I'll do a quick little spot for you guys, introduce the pod, and we're, we, we're grateful for that. And the best part is when we talked to him about it, he, we convinced him that he could do some more like phone of friends on the broadcast and just call us. Um, and we'll get the opinion of the local bar we're at. So, you know, in Nielsville in Bealsville, sorry. Uh, I'll get all the people at the, uh, at the green lantern to give a, to give a call on uh, whatever game's going on. Okay. Also another shout out is a, uh, it's intern Jack's birthday today. So, so happy birthday, Jack. Happy birthday, Jack. Close to mine. There you go. Cut that, though, Jack. Don't, happy Jack, birthday, Jack. Nothing's going to get cut because Jack doesn't work on his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that in mind. He has to edit it on his birthday. He can't, he can't wait till the next <laughs> right. day. Yeah. It's a birthday week. <laughs> hey, Chubbs, to your Bucks thing. So is somebody going to, like, whoever wins the NBA championship, are they going to try to be funny and they're like, I'm going to Disney World. Actually, I'm already here. That's a good question. I, I, good, good bet that someone does make a stupid joke like that. Um, that's more of a football thing, though. I don't know if they say that in the NBA, but it is, it is a low-hanging fruit. I would think someone's going to take advantage of that. I think that used to be like an every sport thing, and I think it's kind of now just died down to just football. What I is? I don't even think it's going to happen in the NBA, so – Whatever. Yeah, I'm not sold. But what is it? What is that going to look like? Is there just confetti falling from the ceiling and there's like 25 people in the arena? Yeah, and like, are they allowed to hug each other? Yeah, well, I think all the players can like make out and stuff because they're going to be like staying together. Right. That's true. I think they're all in the same community. It's just Huey, Dewey, and Louie storming the court. They have to throw them the trophy because they can't <laughs> get within six feet. <laughs> Just chest past the Larry O'Brien trophy. <laughs> no, you bounce past. Bounce past. <laughs> it's got a ball on the end. 
It yeah, does. It does have <laughs> has anybody funnier. has any has has anybody tried? Maybe it bounces. I don't know. I'd rather chest pass. The, it'd be funny to chest pass or like overhead pass the uh, the World Series trophy. You just get like stabbed <laughs> by all those. Yeah. <laughs> Remember in that soccer team. And this is the only time I'll ever start a sentence with this. Remember when that soccer team dropped the trophy and it got run over by a bus? Yes. That was awesome. That was hilarious. The old Gronk where he bunted the baseball with the trophy and there's just a big dent yes. in the Lombardi trophy too. That was pretty fun. Two all-time yeah. trophy moments. Uh, Top so, three all-time trophy moments. Go. No, I'm just kidding. Those two. Um, but speaking of trophies uh, – you know, we're recording on a Sunday, so we didn't get to make picks for this week's golf tournament, the Travelers, that Dustin Johnson just won. But last week, your boy Webb Simpson, who I believe Moose called, took home the W. So what, what do I win? I said a Spider-Man web blaster. That was the first thing that came to mind. I don't know if they still make those, but you were the coolest kid in the neighborhood in like 2003 if you had one of those. Are we not doing the Wario um... – uh, very appropriate image uh, on a t-shirt. Oh, that's <laughs> not bad. NSFW Wario. <laughs> NSF Wario. Do you, think whoever, <laughs> do you think whoever did the voice for Wario is on Cameo? I would, now you're asking I would the right so. questions. <laughs> More importantly, do you think I can buy a voice modifier that makes me sound like Wario? Uh, I do. We have to look into whoever does the voice of Wario because that's a podcast guess if I've ever heard of one. Yeah, should be within our range too. Yeah, I, can't, I don't know. He might have some like Charles sick... Martinet. Charles, you found it. Yep. Charlie Martinet. He might have. He might be getting some great residual checks. Yeah, he's yeah. sixty-four years old. He lives in San Jose, California. He's more so known for voicing Mario, but he also did Wario. That'll be a hard sell. So, like, hey we man. talk to him only about Wario, yeah. not about Mario at all. Hey, man, I know you're famous for the most, or you're, I, I know you're known for the most famous video game character of all time, but how about his fat alter ego? Wait. He has a Twitter, and his DMs are open. Okay. How many followers does he have on Twitter? Uh, oh shit, ninety-five thousand. <laughs> wow. Well, we can try. If any listeners know how to get in touch with this guy, please. Jack, just a heads up. I'm guessing ninety-five uh, percent of those are from Japan. That's probably fair. So, we have our our segment from last week is back. I think we only have one instance this week in in this week's edition of Cops Eating Fast Food. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Uh, it is back. We have gotten, we had something last week. Chubbs, do you mind uh, telling the listeners what the event was that we, that happened this week? Yeah, this was a weird one. I actually didn't. I don't. I don't know that I read it that closely, but I believe a cop went to a Starbucks in a Target, and there was a tampon in their frappuccino, which is really weird. And apparently, they drank half the frappuccino, which is like messed up. Like I, I agree that that's very unpleasant, but it just like doesn't check out at all, right? Like I just don't. It's just such a weird thing. 
Um, yeah. And there's a picture of it. You can Google that. And it's kind of a weird picture. Tough to know if it was used because it was dipped in a Frappuccino. So it absorbed quite a bit of the uh, Frappy goodness from so there. It looked red in the picture. Now, that could mean it was used. That could also mean it was a strawberry Frappuccino. How the hell would you get a used tampon into a Frappuccino in a tiny Starbucks? Because those Target Starbucks are tiny. Like, there's not, like, a bag. Well, but the thing is, uh, it does not take a lot for a girl to... It, it's Girls can take out tampons very quickly. I've, like, you know, just someone... Not going to get into that. But I, they can do it without without you noticing, I think. Yeah, I don't think we're the we're the podcast to uh, you know analyze this. I don't know that we're gonna have the best takes on how quick such a thing could be. But I completely disagree with that. I think we are the perfect podcast to analyze this. And and let me talk this a little bit. So I, I'd like to just talk through the operation, the steps it took to get that tampon in the frappuccino, and my conspiracy theory. So. Behind the be, behind the uh, counter, how like is nobody? Is it like not a packed? Uh, I'm assuming it's a Starbucks, but is it not like a packed Starbucks because of COVID nineteen, where you don't see someone bending over, taking out a tampon and tossing it in a drink? You do not need to bend over to take out a tampon. <laughs> well, but I'm just saying to like hide. I mean, if you're reaching down there, you're you're pulling. They got little aprons on. You got to maybe get you know reach under the apron pull it or the apron blocks the view covers it up slip if you're like hiding right behind the counter you have the apron you just put your hand down there you open the little zipper and just i don't know how it works exactly but i think this this could happen so it's really easy okay that we've determined that now my conspiracy theory is that the cop put the tampon in the drink himself and then did that because he was just, you know, all up in arms about what's going on. So it wasn't Agreed. a male cop? It was an under or an off-duty male cop. So he wasn't even wearing a uniform. So this literally makes no sense. The, oh. This is just classic, again, just cops playing the victim card and just going out of their way to feel attacked. I, He was off-duty. I don't know. This just doesn't make any sense. This is this is the weirdest out of the four or whatever we've discussed by far. I don't hate the move though, because you could get it's like you put the tampon in so you save some of your frappuccino for later. Then you can like pull out the tampon and then you just you know sit ring it in a it. cup and then later you ring it in and you drink the rest of the frappuccino. To be completely honest, this also the difference between whether this tampon was used or not used is critical gigantic yeah. because if it was, it's sterile if it was if, not right, used. if it was not used it's like oh that's like weird it kind of sucks but it i'm it's fine like it's not it's kind of a joke like ah oh, this guy put a, a tampon on me if it's used that's fucking sick yeah. <laughs> i have to i have to assume it's used i i would be i mean it's it's gonna be even a little bit harder to like tear open the wrapper for the tampon and then go about like pulling out of the packaging, putting it in. I gotta think it's just you know raw right there and right in, just a quick scoop and scoop and score. Yeah, I don't know. And actually, I'm I'm looking at the article now. So the oh. cop was off duty, but he says he was recognized because of his 
police credit union debit card that he used, which is insane because I have no idea what a police credit union debit card would look like. So I don't know how a Starbucks cashier could immediately recognize that. So and how, and how is the cashier communicating the person who's doing the drink? Unless unless it's the same person, but they on the sticker they wrote it on the sticker. <laughs> so it is looking. Uh, John John put a tampon in this cop's drink. We have your frappuccino. So it does look like the frappuccino and the tampon. The tampon that was pulled out. First of all, I can't really tell that that's a tampon. But second of all. It's the same color, so the you cannot confirm or deny that there is blood on that tampon. Yeah, not something that you could know. Not something that I need. It is vitally important to the story, but... We don't need to know. Yeah. Um, okay. Do we have any other thoughts on this? I just, you know, we had to keep our listeners up with the uh, cops and fast food saga. Yeah, this was pretty fortuitous for us because we said it was a new segment and then we actually have something to talk about. There's a Vice article um, which they like did an analysis on it, which is really stupid and a waste of time. Sometimes I'm like, why am I spending time doing this podcast? But now that I know people are being paid to analyze this story, I feel a lot better about it. You know, it's our kind of advice. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a it's kind of a rough like group of people to be attacking because you could take that tampon, do some forensics, you know, nail down who that barista is. Well, they're gonna get uh, Horatio from CSI Miami on the scene. That's his name, right? <laughs> I, I, all those shows are the same. <laughs> um, okay, so that's uh, that's cops and fast food for the week. Let's uh, let's get into some sports. Do we have a jingle for that one. What? A jingle for Cops and Fast Food? Yeah, can we insert a jingle? We'll get Dean Blandino to uh, say, and this has been Cops and Fast Food. <laughs> or maybe Gene Steratore. No, the, the cop's voice actor. He's out, of, he's out of a job now. The guy that says, all the following have been filmed on location with live police officers. We'll get him to say, or, this is Cops and Fast Food. Or we could just uh, <laughs> the song Bad Boys. Bad boy, bad boy. <laughs> yes, do it. Perfect. What you're going to do when you come for you. All right, there we go. Uh, the following 15 minutes of conversation is called Cops Getting Triggered by Fast Food Incidents. So, uh, the Seattle hockey team is coming. There's not a name for the team yet, I don't believe, but there is a name for the arena. It is the... Presented by Amazon, it is the Climate Pledge Arena. Uh, Terry, it looks like you're just finding this out, which is great news for us. <laughs> um, the Climate Pledge Arena. Uh, the floor is yours. So is this like a, the Climate Pledge Arena presented by Amazon. It, does it have like a Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim kind of uh, name to it? I I don't know if it's like, I don't know if presented by Amazon is actually in the title. Uh, and what the hell is Climate Pledge? <laughs> I'm just like completely out on everything it's, going on here. It's, it's, do you guys watch Silicon Valley? Yes. Uh, Tethics? This is the equivalent of real life tethics from the last season of Silicon Valley. If you've okay. seen that, if you don't, it's a phony ethical pledge that the guy makes up 
to hold people accountable and amounts to absolutely nothing. So that's in my mind what this is. This is they should call it the Amazon Tactics Arena. So it's Amazon pretending like they're doing something right by naming an arena climate club. Yeah, paying millions of dollars to name an arena when they could have sent the millions of dollars to actual causes that are fighting climate change. But who am I to tell Jeff what to do with his money? <laughs> okay. And Amazon Arena sounds great. It's a, a nice little alliteration there. Yeah. I think it's just like Amazon, whoever you know came up with this was like, let's just think of two words that are kind of like, you know, we don't really know what they're saying, but it sounds like we could be doing something good and we're going to give that the name. So it's like the climate pledge. It could be like the, I don't know. I fucking need to think of another example, but it's just like any words. Like, let's take an issue and then just say something. Mm-hmm. And then not the arena. Yeah. Anti-racism stadium presented by Wells Fargo. <laughs> You think they just are going to have drones flying around the arena, like getting people their hot dogs and whatever they order from the concession stand? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that'd be kind of sick. <laughs> flying beer taps. People would be murdered, murdered by the drones. Yeah. And the row and the row of the game is section 305. We have 45 drones coming in with your hot dogs. It's like, fires everywhere uh yeah it's a fucking terrible name does that now become the worst arena slash stadium name in sports Ooh, that's a that would be a good top three as well there are some bad ones um kfc yum center is the first that comes to mind <laughs> center louisville yep yeah, I think you got. I think you got to allow us to do a little research on that. Yeah. Okay. So should we say that's going to be our top three for next week? The worst or bottom three, I guess. Yeah. Worst. That, that works for me. I get the KFC Yum Center. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, one one question: Do we know what like the names? What they're choosing between for the name of the team? Yeah, I mean there was a list at one point, but I want to hear what you think it should be. I I mean. The one I've heard is the Kraken, and I think that is an incredible name. It's going to be great for pump up, and and honestly, they should name the team first, and then if Amazon's going to do a stupid fucking name, do something clever that's like towards the towards the team name, and and like build the stadium so it's a fucking octopus or something. Agreed. I like Kraken because it's a hockey team, and so you can figure out a pun for Kraken stick. I I just I want them to do another classic like naming a team uh, about something that has nothing to do with the region. Like once the Jazz moved to Utah, the place that probably hates Jazz the most out of any state of the country, they did not change the name. And like New Orleans is the Pelicans. Are there Pelicans in fucking New Orleans? Like, yeah, the sta- probably yes. But, <laughs> but it's not like a significant thing. Like it's the Seattle where- the the Seattle Confederates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Seattle Robert E. Lee's. <laughs> uh, anyway. their, their goalie, their goalies, uh, they call their goalie Stonewall. Or no, that's Stonewall Jackson. Fuck, I don't know what it is. No, that's good. That was a good joke. You had it. 
<laughs> Cut it, Jack. Cut it so I sound good, Jack. Just uh, they put up some statues of him in front, and then they get torn down immediately. <laughs> Probably cut that too, but whatever. We'll leave it. Um. Okay. More with sports. We so baseball is back, and we you know we have our normal bets still. That's still going on with Corona. We decided even with the NBA and MLB, if one of our teams wins, the bet is still, it still counts. But we also decided to do, uh, Terry showing us a shirt of Kelly Kapowski right now. Very hot. Wants to touch the hiney. Um, uh, let's see. And ex- can you explain what you're showing us? I am uh, finger blasting Kelly on my shirt. Um, she's got her belly button showing. I play with that for a little bit, and then I gave her a little upskirt. Okay, the belly button. I call that the tummy clit. Um, that's my name for it. So, baseball. We are doing an individual bet between us of a certain monetary value that we will not disclose to our listeners. But we are going to each have three players from the AL and three players from the NL, and we are betting on what player will win the batting title in this shortened season. So, this is one so, of two snake drafts we will have in this episode. So, we're doing a snake draft? Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Because my other option was we just uh, – one person starts for the AL and gets three, and then one person starts for the NL. But we can do a snake draft. I mean, there's so many players. I mean, we can do – Are we doing – well, the real question is, are we doing them simultaneously, or are we doing AL and then NL? Okay. Oh, I like that better. So you do AL and NL and you can pick whoever and you fill out your, and you fill out your six person. So if okay. like me and Moose are going for AL, Chubbs yeah. could just say fuck it and go for NL. But then Perfect. like if I take three AL first, then I can only take NL. Yeah, you need three and three. Okay. Does yes. someone want to make this list on there? I've got a lot of shit going on my computer right now. Yeah, I can, I can write it down. Okay. Um, so – it doesn't matter the order. We can go Terry, Chubbs, me. Terry, Chubbs, me. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Um, I am going to take with the number one pick. So I could really screw Chubbs here because I know who he wants. Yeah. So with, I mean, I know who with, you want. It rhymes with Bristian Belich. Um, <laughs> But I'm going to take uh, Mr. Raphael Devers of the of the uh, Boston Red Sox. I think he's going to be a fucking monster. I like that. That's good. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Yelly. I'll take Christian Yelich. All right. Uh, I'm going to take – I'm going to take Tim Anderson just because his batting average was so outrageously high last year. He's, he's got to be the real deal. And I will go – Nolan Arenado. Not bad. Um, so I don't, Terry was nice to me in letting me get my favorite player. Um, so I will. I'll show some mercy, and I'll take. I'll take DJ Lemay here. So okay, so. I'm I'm hoping I know who you're talking about because there was like four twins that were up in the top of the batting average last year. But I, if I know if if I think who you're thinking of, it's the one who didn't qualify. 
who yeah. is, yeah, an ab. He is Tony Gwynn. He is the next Tony Gwynn. Luis Reyes from your Minnesota Twins. This guy has like his feet are moving in the batter's box when he's hitting. They're just dancing around. You you have to watch some of this. It's just like his foot, his front foot, and his back foot like can move anywhere within the batter's box he's just staying alive and he's going to be a batting champion within the next few years okay Okay. and then uh my so i got two al um so for nl i'm gonna take i think i think houston astros are just off limits because they're just gonna be fucking astro they're gonna be terrified of getting hit I'm gonna take Bellinger. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good pick. Uh, okay. Chubb, <laughs> uh, you're up. Um, I'm gonna take Wit the hit. That's Wit Wit Merrifield. Yeah. Wit the hit. That's how I'm saying him. Okay. Right. I am gonna go with Mike Trout. Fuck. And I will go with Ronald Acuna. He's on my short list. Senior or junior? The third. (laughs) Okay. Oof, that's tough. All right, so I got two AL. I'm going to take a little bit of a sleeper. And this might end up being just an awful pick. I'm going to go with Jeff McNeil. That's a good pick. He's He played really well last year. He was really good. Yeah. Um, I really want to take Vlad Guerrero Jr. just to be excited about him. Because uh, he's fucking awesome to watch. What did he hit, like but, 190 last year? <laughs> 270. Not bad. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take another Rocky here on the list. Uh, Trevor Story. Oh. And then coming back around, I'm gonna take. This is another guy who scares me when he hits, and that's kind of what I'm basing this off of. I'm gonna take uh, Austin Meadows of the Tampa I, Bay Rays. I had him. I thought that was a good pick. He was a rookie last year. He's a guy when he comes up to the plate, he's just like scary. You know he's gonna put the yeah. ball in play somewhere. Yeah. Okay, Chubbs. Um can you just remind me of <laughs> You got you got uh Yelich, Jeff McNeil, DJ LeMahieu, and with the hit. Okay, so I'm two and two. I'm good on yep. it. Okay. Um tough. I'm going to take a this, – this might also be a sleeper. Maybe this is stupid. I'll take Alex Verdugo. I've seen him on a lot of lists. He's, he was good, and I think he's, like, the only guy, one of, like, three guys that can hit on that team. They're going to be bad. So I'll take Alex Verdugo. I don't even know what team is that. What team is that? Red Sox. Oh. Okay, so I have another Red Sox, but I'm not going to take it. Uh, all right, so I have one of each left as well, right? You have uh... – this is your last pick. I have two. Oh, no. Who, who took Mike Trout? Me. 
Oh, shit. I just throw to Alex Verdua. Yo, and the wrong thing. Fuck. Okay. Yep. You have uh, Tim Anderson, Mike Trout, uh, AL, Nolan Arenado, Ronald Acuna, uh, Acuna the third, NL. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Trey Turner for NL. And then I got to take an Oriole, even though it's a terrible, but got to do it. So I'll go with Hanser Alberto. He hit over nice. three last year. What position does he play? I, he's like a, he's an infielder. <laughs> I, I wasn't like quizzing you. I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the Orioles are going to be so bad this year. They're just trying to do things. Seriously, they're, they're, Orioles just like play people. Like Trey Mancini has played like every single position besides middle infield. Like at some point. They're trying one shift. They're trying one shift where it's only people in the outfield and the first baseman. Yeah, yeah it's whatever. Okay, Chubbs, your last pick. Yep. You, you're looking for a uh, no NL. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm gonna do what's called putting most of your eggs in the same basket, and I'm gonna take my boy Keston. Hero. Who was I don't that? think that's a bad pick, Keston Hira. You on the Brewers? Yeah. Never he even heard of him. Year if it weren't for Pete Alonzo, how have you not heard of him? He was he was great last year. Dude, I don't because I know Pete. We're, we're AL guys. I'm an AL guy. All right, Terry, finish it off. So I'm looking for NL. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I'll just go with a guy who's uh, up top, uh, Marte from the yeah. Arizona Diamondbacks. I had him. Which they really need to change their jerseys back to the purple. Those were sick. the purple and teal. This, whatever they've got going now, the maroon and whatever the fuck else, horrendous looking. So no Astros were picked. Uh, so is JD Martinez still on the Red Sox? Yeah. I thought about him and Bogarts, but neither He's, of that. Yeah, J.D. Martinez isn't like a huge average guy, I don't think. He's hit He's over 300 the last few years. I guess. Yeah. Fuck me. I don't know. No one took Mookie Betts either. Did someone take Lindor? No. No. That's an oversight. <laughs> Catal Marte. Yeah. Francis Francisco Lindor has so much swag, which is so painful when he's playing against your team, like very often. Because you like, want to cheer for him. Yeah, that's a good point. But The no. hard thing is, I don't know. I guess, like, the team they're on doesn't really matter for average, right? Like, they're going to get a lot of at-bats. I don't know. So, I don't know if I should pick guys on bad teams or not. I mean, Tim Anderson led the league last year. Yeah, fair. So. I mean, they're okay. They were bad last year. They'll be better. All right. We got that. Um before we get to our actual top three, I have a, I've brought a hypothetical to us this week. So our hypothetical of the week is you, in your current state, are the running back of an NFL team. Let's say the Chiefs. You're, you have the whole Chiefs offensive line, Chiefs quarterback, Chiefs receivers, Chiefs coaches. You are going against an FCS team's defense. So a James Madison or a Villanova or a Delaware, something along those lines. How many yards 
stats could you put up in a game? This is like tomorrow. Like yeah. if I were. So I have one clarifying question, which is, how many carries do I get? And if the answer is however many, like is my team playing to win? So your team wants to get you the ball, but like it's, yeah, let's say, I don't know. Let's say you get 25 carries. Okay. Like a normal, I, I, like, so it's a nor it's, it's a game plan as if I'm not uh, right. terrible. Right. I think you have to think of it this way. You're the featured back and your defense probably isn't going to give up a lot of points. Right. Yeah. So you go. you're, you're going to get the ball a good amount. Right. Um, so the, the thing, I mean, like that offensive line is going to get like a three yard push for you every time. Now, whether or not you make it there fast enough yeah. to get three yards is a question, but like, there are definitely times when you'll like, you'll maybe get like a 10 yard carry. But right? here's like, the thing. If you get hit once, are you like done? Oh, well, that's a whole different, I could not take 25 hits as a from an FCS team as a running back absolutely not <laughs> but how hard are these guys going to protect you like yeah i mean i'll i'll say like 60 to 70 yards think about this also your team has a knows who you are so they know and they know you're give, they're giving you the ball though so like they'll probably put a fullback in front of you a big boy every single time yeah I'm, yeah, I'm rushing for 150 yards, roughly. And, and I've, I've always said this. I was not good. I was not a good youth football player. And I think it was because they sized me wrong in the pads. I always had pads that were too big for me. Um, but I never got a shot at running back. And the pad size at that point doesn't matter. So just fucking load me up with the biggest pads possible. I'm, I'm looking like I'm playing in the 1990s. And I think they're just going to open up holes big enough and they're going to scheme for you that I'm going to get a lot of yards. And they're, and they're going to see me undersized and they're going to – the defense is going to, like, uh, let up a little bit. So I'll have, I'll have a few uh, broken tackles, I think, too. Let's but here's the thing. Do you, how many fumbles do you think you'll have? I thought about that two, too. Two, but it'll both be from the handoff. None when I get hit. You don't think if one guy breaks loose and hits you, you don't think you fumble the ball? Two hands. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I agree protecting with that. it. So I'd, I think I wouldn't have very many yards. I don't think I would fumble at all. Because I would just have the goal of not fumbling. Eh, oh, that's a, that's a ridiculous take. Because every I'd NFL running back looks on the play, just like holding the ball out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing is, though, when when guys fumble, like Jonathan Taylor's like fumbling issues, it's because they're like fighting for extra yards, which I'm just absolutely not going to be doing. Right. So, I I think it's tough uh, because I do think if I get hit like once, I'm probably out for the game. You got to just pad up like a fucking tank. You're going to have, like, the, uh, the the undershirt that's got those little, like, uh, foam pads underneath. Yeah. You, that That's that's the thing. I just assume – I haven't worn many of them. I just assume if you get hit in those, you don't feel it at all. That's probably not true. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> Here's actually just a good question. 
let's say this is national. This is a Monday night football game. Yeah. But it's like an exhibition. Would you do it? Hundred percent. You're not getting paid. No. But you're on TV. Yes. Yes, I would do it. And it's an exhibition game, though. So it's like the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. So here's the thing, though. Like, let's say the defense is planning. They don't know that you're like going to run the ball, and but after you carry the ball like once, they realize who you are. <laughs> what What do you think changes though? But, but they, I guess they can't change their game plan that much because it's still like they still would have to tackle you if you get the ball, but they have to prepare for like Patrick Mahomes to throw fucking Ty, Tyreek Hill to just beat them every time. They they might just concede like two to three yards to you versus like passing plays. I think it would be like – I think they would put one person on the line to try to like on the defensive line. Yeah, I guess I'm assuming, like, a, a real reasonable game plan. And I think I could break one, like, 10-yard run. I just I think that you could get a hole big enough that I could run 10 yards faster than, you know, a safety from the opposite end of the field could come over and tackle me. I think – but the thing – I think – I honestly think you might be able to break a longer one just because they're, these guys are, like, significantly, significantly worse than the NFL players. Yeah, get, like a receiver blocking one of these corners or safeties or something, or the running back coming up and blocking a safety, they're gonna or the fullback. I mean, like, yeah, but they're still fast-ish. Like they're still f- significantly faster than me. Like if I were to run a forty right now, I'd yeah. be lucky to be under six seconds. I agree, but I also think I think the the line puts their lineman on the ground every single time. Yes, and that's why I'm giving like four yards of carry. But yeah, maybe they get to the second level and basically walk me in. You know, it's like right. one of the kids in like a spring game, like a Make-A-Wish kid, and they just bring you through all the way to the end zone. And then the players are clapping. <laughs> if if you convince them of that, that would be huge. The thing we're not considering here is the painkillers. That's a big part of this whole thing. Like if we just get fucked up enough, anything's possible. I'm probably doing a little cocaine, um, having a few drinks. I'm giving myself so much false confidence going into there. And as soon as I get hit, I'm asking medical, like, hey, what can you give me to feel better? I'm, I'm having them pump me up with it, with everything and anything. So, to, first of all, to our listeners, uh, PSA, cocaine and alcohol are not painkillers. So, let's just, let's just get that. No, with, we are with not pain. Talk- I'm talking about with painkillers. I'm talking about a, a good combination. I I want that on TV so I can watch it the next gate day to remember that I even did it. I have no idea that I was even there. If if you um if let's say you do do this game and you're on TV and they do the little like Sunday night football intros, would you like try to be funny like Tony Gonzalez or Terrell Suggs or something, or would you just like be say your name and University of Wisconsin. I'd say my high school. Okay. I'd be one of those guys. I like when they say they're like high school. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's a good one. Terry Mathewson, manufactured in the USA. That's what I would say. (laughs) I'd probably try to say something and it would just come off as stupid. Story of my life. Cruising chubby, 
Sunny Ridge Montessori School. <laughs> no, it was not a Montessori kid. Is that in Wisconsin? Do you not know what a Montessori school is? Uh, probably, I probably should. <laughs> They're like the, it's like the special preschools where they like learn oh, the oh, arts oh. and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Drew, Drew Brees and I stand with the flag. <laughs> oh, I would kneel. That would be the best part. You, you would get, tw- you could get tweeted at by the president. That's actually a good point. I would totally kneel. Oh yeah, that would rock. <laughs> and I tweeted Aubrey Huff. Yeah. It, it pans and you're doing the halo tea bag. <laughs> Everyone's kneeling and you're just going up and down. What would your uh, touchdown celebration be if you scored? Act like you've been there before. Oh, no, I'm I just could, kidding. No I chance. Could, <laughs> I would do a combination of the Randy Moss moon and the Tebow. Like the fake moon while Tebowing. Oh, the Tebow. I thought you said the Tebow. Wow. I was like, I don't know that one. No, the Tim. The Tim Tebow. You, you take off your full uniform and you truffle shuffle. That's the <laughs> Tebow. I would grab a beer from the crowd and drink it like that uh, like Canadian football player did. That was sick. Maybe try to dunk the football, but then just like completely miss and like hit my head on the, <laughs> the middle thing. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Um, all right. So we're saying it sounds like we're saying anywhere between like I guess you said Chubb's like seventy. I said sixty to seventy. Seventy. Terry's saying one fifty. One fifty. Yep. I, you know, I think a hundred yards. I think you could have a hundred yards. Yeah. I think you get tired, but you could do it. I would definitely need to like switch in and out with the other back every play. I was about to say I don't know that you could run a hundred yards right now on right? track. Oh, I've been pelotoning. Don't worry. I got this. I've been running hills. Well, that's almost as cool. <laughs> oh, that brings me to something that I wanted to talk about. So, uh, you can, Jack, you can cut this in the start of the podcast because usually we talk about, hey, what's going on in the court? So, I will be in person with Chubbs in the next few days in the uh, – Greatest city in the Midwest. Great, sorry, the greatest metropolitan area in the Midwest. Not greatest city. Greatest metropolitan area in the Midwest. Um, and I want to bring up something that we have talked about over text, but not on the podcast. And this is who would beat the other person in a mile-long race. Um, so... I so so I can't remember what brought me to the subject, but I want to challenge Chubbs to a mile long race to see who would win. In in person, one v one. I like the challenge and I like the idea. Logistically it's going to be difficult because I don't want to get all sweaty and then like go to dinner and I don't want to be drunk when I run the mile. But we could probably make it happen. It's also my birthday. So you gotta let me win. I have a question. Didn't we also talk about another sort of bet between you two? Something to do with like T-ball or did we, didn't we on the podcast talk about. Yeah. Something? I said I could hit like 400 hitting off a tee and you wanted to see me hit off a tee. I wanted you. No, I wanted you to go to the nearest baseball park, get a tee in baseballs and Facebook live and then just hit. 
right. and see That's how many. And then I would watch it and I would count how many I think were hits or not. That but it, it adds the pressure <laughs> of you're like on Facebook Live and everyone's watching you just randomly hit off a tee at an empty baseball park. Yeah, can we do that instead of the mile? I would do that. I wouldn't work up a sweat. I'd work up a little bit of a sweat, but it wouldn't be too bad doing that. I'd do that. That would be great content. Can we, can we, we can do that one-on-one, me versus you. We each get like, I don't know. I, I have a bucket of balls uh, back at home and uh, we could, a park right nearby my house. If you want to take about an hour, we could have a nice uh, go at it. Do you have a tea? Oh yeah. Uh, I think I, gotta, I would, I would do that. That would be fun. I got a tee. I got the Joe Mauer quick swing. I got a uh, 32-inch uh, Easton Stealth. Nice. I got Premium. all the ma- I got all the makings of a. Uh, someone, someone hit nine round. for their high school baseball team. <laughs> batted, batted ninth and hit under 200. There you go. All right, so that's good. We got that in the books. Then we'll make a nice video out of that. Um, all right, so let's do our top three. It is uh, 4th of July is coming up. Um, so, you know, around this time, there are some great, some great playlists going while people are barbecuing outside, day drinking, whatever it might be. So we have our top three songs about America. Top three songs about America. So since Terry just went first in the baseball, it's going to go Chubbs, me, Terry. Cool? That works for me. All right. So this is tough. This is tough. So I'll, I'll pick one. So many of the ones I want to pick are what some people would maybe call ironic. Um, yeah. So right. I, think, I think we'll get to that. I'll start it with an earnest one, though. I'll say American Girl by Tom Petty. That's R. a good so that's a good pick. I had that on my list. Uh, and that is Ernest. So, okay. All right. Take it easy, baby. You have to sing a part of it just in case we don't know it. Make it last, make it last all night. <laughs> uh, my first pick is going to be um, from a film, Team America World Police. It is America <laughs> Fuck Yeah. Lick my butt and suck on my balls, America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so I think that if you don't think about America when, and not think about that song. So that's my first pick, America, fuck yeah. Okay. I know you guys are trying to go for, you know, some funny ones, but I, I got to go with ones that just pump me up. Uh, my first one, little Lee Greenwood. Uh, God bless the USA. Uh, very, very conservative of you. I like it. <laughs> from the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, from New York to LA. There you go. The flag still stands for freedom. And you can't, and you can't take that away. I mean, whenever I do hear that song, I stand up when, when it tells, when Lee so vividly tells me to. Yeah. I get a yes. full-on erection when I hear that song, it's wherever I am. 
you um, you put you play that at the stadium. I'm poking the first person who's sitting in the seat in front of me. I respect it. The seating's right. got to be really close, though. You're 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 already touching their back anyway. I was um, once at a sorry last summer. I was at a bar in uh, and during Fourth of July, and that song was playing, and there was this like old veteran guy there, and he just started bawling, like crying <laughs> his eyes out. It was hilarious. Like, very, very funny. So, that happened. All right, Terry, next pick. Um, so, I want to save any Bruce for you guys because I'm not as big of a Bruce Springsteen fan. I do like his music, but we've all been to the same Bruce Springsteen concert, and you guys knew about every word to every song. Um, so, I'm going to go with the, uh, with the Star Spangled Banner. Jimi Hendrix version? <laughs> I'm fucking kidding. I'm not picking the Star Spangled Banner. I'm going to pick the Angry American, also known as Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, Fuck. from my boy. Toby Fuck. Yeah. That's the best. That's the best ironic America song. Well, there's another one. There's another one that you're probably going to take I'm actually, that I hope you don't. I'll let you have it. Thank you. Um, story, actually story about Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. So I was... Uh, yeah, I was. That song just rocks on every absolutely every fucking level, and so I was traveling abroad with some people from Sweden, and I had been with them for like a week, and it was the Fourth of July, and I was like, "You know, you guys got to hear how we get down in America." And I played the song for them, and they were just like appalled. I mean, they loved it; they thought it was hilarious, but they were just like, "What? What is this?" Courtesy. Boot in your ass. All right. Is he American girls, American guys, is, will is always stand up and salute. Will always recognize when we see the old glory flying. And that's all I got. Toby Keith like being earnest. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, no, he's. I mean, he's pandering. That's his shtick. But yes, he's okay. earnestly pandering. Okay. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list. And the Statue of Liberty started shaking a bit. That's the best line. And the eagle will fly. And the battle will rage. When you hear Mother Freedom start shaking a cage, it'll feel like the whole damn world is coming down on you. <laughs> yeah, you know All the right. rest. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go... Fuck, I have so many good ones. Uh, all right, I'm going to go, you know, this song, not actually a positive America song, uh, Born in the USA, just completely anti-America and anti-Vietnam War. I had another anti-Vietnam Vietnam War one on my list as well, but probably won't use it. Uh, but still bangs at 4th of July day drinks. So Yeah, absolutely so slaps. Obviously, but I just love it's just like so American to co opt that song, which is quite clearly a protest song, and just yeah. turn it into this ultra patriotic barbecuing song. Very fun. That's what this country's about, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bob's your last two. Oh, yeah. I get two. Well, okay. So, number one, thank you for leaving it. Uh, take oh. a Knee, My Ass by oh. Neil McCoy. Is oh. that not what you thought I was going to take? No. No, I don't know what you thought I was going to take. Yeah, uh, Take a Knee, My Ass by Neil McCoy. If you haven't heard it, 
should look it up. You can probably guess what it's about. Uh, it's a it's a song that was written and performed and exists in uh, in the world. The last one. Let me just think for a second what I thought you might have. So Terry's pick is reminded me of what I thought you would pick. I'm not sure. I assume there's another Toby Keith song. Yeah, but um, so I'll just have to let it fly. I'll go with uh, this one's also earnest, but this song kind of slaps. This land is my land. This land is your land. Woody Guthrie rocks. Your so God. I'll go with that. All right. Uh, I'm actually not going to take the one that again, just because I want to be a little different. I'm going to go with a party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I think nice. I think that needed to make the list. Uh, Oh, I know what it is. You know what I was talking about? Yeah. So, yeah, Party in the USA, Miley Cyrus. Uh, I think it's the most recent, one of the most recent America, so- America songs we have. Um, and also nice to have a, the female presence on this list as well. So, Miley it is. Terry, finish us off. So, I have no idea what song you're talking about. So, you can go ahead and say it. I won't even pick it. So um, it was a uh, spot tattooed on his left arm. Spent a little more in the store for a tag on the back that says USA. Fuck, man. How did I miss that? Made in America. Made in America by Toby Keith, which is basically about him only wanting products that were created in the United States. And being racist. I mean, just the best line of that song is the chorus, which is he's not prejudiced. He's just made in America. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's amazing. I assume you guys were just talking about Red Solo Cup. Close enough. That song's so bad. <laughs> All right, finish us off, Terry. Okay, so I want I want to go with my boy, John Cougar Mellencamp, uh, where I live in Bealsville, Wisconsin, small town. I like to assume that small town, the song, is named after Bealsville, Wisconsin. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not gonna do it to you. I'm going to go with a little humor here. One of my favorite bands of all time. First concert I've ever been to. American Idiot Green Day. <laughs> Don't want to be an American idiot. Now, do you like Weird Al's version, Canadian Idiot? Hate it. <laughs> no, I do like Weird Al. I'm a, I'll always be a fan of Weird Al. What a great last name. Yankovic. When I'm going to go jerk off, I just tell my wife, hey, I need a second. I'm going to go do a Weird Al Yankovic. Um, all right. Uh, honorable mentions. I had – I did have an, I had that John Mellencamp R-O-C-K in the USA. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. I had uh, – Rockin' in the free world. I had Rockin' in the free world. Surfing USA. Great pick. Ooh, I had the Star Spangled Banner, the Jimi Hendrix version. I also had the – you know the song in Sandlot? It's it's God. Uh, Spirit in the sky. No, it's America the Beautiful, but the Ray Charles version when they're like playing baseball at night, and the fireworks are going yes. off. I had that. Ray Charles. One. Ray Charles definitely not blind. Can we all agree on that? Ray Charles not Stevie Wonder. Yes. Is that? Oh what fuck. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Oh, yikes. Who's more blind between Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles? I hate that. 
Um, uh, my other anti-Vietnam one, Fortunate Son, I had. Yeah. Was on mine too. I actually, honestly, you could you could do any CCR song. I think like Pretty down cool. on the corner. It's kind of American. I had a uh, America by Neil Diamond. It goes. Um, how does it go? Oh, I forget. But I had a Living in America, James Brown. We're living in America. Yep. Okay, I had a American Pie. By oh, boy, wow. Don McLean. That's a miss. So bye, bye. Yeah. Another Weird Al Yankovic song uh, about Star Wars. Yes. Is that one. Uh, can't remember what it's called. Saga but... Begins or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, take me home, country roads, but specifically when the West Virginia Stadium sings it after oh, a win. Yeah, it's so good. I one time they won a game and I saw I just saw a clip of it. I watched that clip a hundred times and then I went on YouTube just to Google to like find the full rendition of it to hear them sing it. It's electric. Uh, uh Pink Houses by John Cougar Mellencamp. It's a good one. Uh I Are we just classifying got, so. every John Mellencamp song yeah. as patriotic? I, guess, I mean, I, it, you're not wrong. They aren't necessarily like America songs. They're more just like songs you would hear at a 4th of July barbecue. Yeah, and I would add to that, and this is an American song, I would argue, is uh, Centerfield by John Fogarty. Yeah, Glory Days by Bruce is also... My love runs cold. <laughs> That's Centerfold by the Jake Giles Band. Also an awesome song. <laughs> Also very my American. angel is the center field. My <laughs> angel is the center field. My, my hometown's like Little League. They would play music over the speakers while Little League game was going on. But the music was just Glory Days and Center Field by John Fogarty back to back. Like on loop. It was just those two songs. It's hard to articulate the feeling that you get when you're like sitting in like a dusty, shitty Little League stadium. And it's like 95 degrees. And all of a sudden you just hear that. And it's just like it's it's surreal, really. You have an out of body experience. So good. Um, right. I would also just add, uh, where were you when the world stopped turning? Is who is that? That's um. I don't know. It's just the it's the one about nine eleven. Yeah. <laughs> Which I like. I don't know. I think every country song in the last nineteen years was about nine eleven, but that one especially. Yeah, I mean, like most country songs, you can probably just include on this list. Yeah. All right, good list. Uh, happy almost Fourth of July, everyone. You guys get any anything else? That's all. No, I'll can see we, you. At the... Can we get some Lee Greenwood to play us out? No, we're gonna stick with Jesse. <laughs> Let's see if we have any good uh, Jesse McCartney renditions of the USA. If not, Jesse, you know what to play. And Chubbs, I will see you at the Diamond. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Streaming live from the Fat Maria um, uh, Facebook page. So everyone like and uh, subscribe. I don't know what it is on Facebook. Subscribe, a real thing. Uh, I don't know. All right. Terry? Jesse, take her away. Peace. 
don't trust anyone to hold I don't want my love to go to waste I want you and your beautiful soul You're the one I wanna chase You're the one I wanna hold I won't let another minute go to waste I want you and your beautiful soul I know that you Special to you, I'd be 